0: Welcome to the How Writers Write podcast, a show focused on inspiring and empowering you to become a better writer. Come along as we deconstruct the tips, routines, and motivations of your favorite authors. In the end, it's all about getting your story onto the page. Welcome to episode 79, How Kara Ruda Writes. This week's episode is with bestselling author Kara Ruda. Kara is a powerhouse. She is a wonderful author of both fiction and nonfiction. She's an entrepreneur and a motivational speaker. I love interviewing authors with such a broad experience. And in this episode, Kara and I discuss the role of focus in the writing life, marketing, and her process for creating novels. I've been on a real kick lately where I've been discussing a lot of the business side of writing. In publishing. And in this episode, Kara and I really dive into it. I think you're going to enjoy it, especially for the people who want to know a little bit more of how the machine of publishing works. I want to take a quick moment to thank Kara for her time and for this interview. And now, my friends, without any further ado, here is the interview with Kara Ruda. Welcome. To the How Writers Write podcast, I am your host Brian, and today's very special guest is Kara Ruda. Kara is a USA Today best-selling, multiple award-winning author of contemporary fiction exploring what goes on behind closed doors of seemingly perfect lives. I pulled that from your bio, and I was like, "That's too good of a sentence not to use." She is an accomplished business leader, entrepreneur, and national speaker. Kara's latest novel, The Next Wife, was released on May 1st, 2021, and it is available everywhere. It's getting really rave reviews and lots of love. She lives in Southern California with her husband, Congressman Harley Ruda, and her four 20-something children. That sounds like a lot of fun. Kara, welcome. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Brian. It's great to be with you.
0: Yeah, it's it's fun to have you here. So, um, before we started filming, one of the or recording, I should say, one of the things that I, I just loved in your background as I was doing research on you is you have lived such a dynamic life. You have been the founder of a real estate brand um, that got really big and sold to Berkshire Hathaway. Super cool. Um, you've done a bunch of speaking. Um, you've written best selling fiction and even non fiction books, kind of inspirational non fiction books. And I want to start with the, the most broad <laughs> meta question I can, which is, as you look past all, if you look back over all that, like kind of through it all, do you feel like you've had a North star in each one of those steps? Has there been something that you're like, each step of this way has been a step towards this one big master goal or master idea that I'm trying to work my way to? Gosh, that's
1: a great question. I, I feel like life you know, uh, as we all know from this pandemic, it throws things at you (laughs) when you least expect it. But I do feel like it's up to you to live the life of your dreams. And I've believed Mm -hmm. that for a really long time. I used to, even in college, in high school, I had this poster, like a little laminated thing with all these inspirational (laughs) words. And I took it from my high school, like my family bedroom to college and taped it up. And I still have it floating around here because Um, I do believe that you need to have a vision in mind of what you want your life to be and then how it exactly unfolds, isn't always going to be quite what you expected, but that's kind of the magic in life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I, I, I hear you with that. Um, you know, it seems like, it seems like before the pandemic, everything felt kind of normal. And then all of a sudden, I think a lot of us, a lot of people realized just how, um, dynamic life can be how quickly yeah. it can change. Um, h- how have you found, like, as a storyteller, like, h- how have you adjusted to that dynamicism? How-, how is your life, you know, are you writing the same? Are you writing less? Are you writing more? What what has this big shift kind of done for you? Uh, the
1: pan- During the pandemic, like, the lockdown part of it, I definitely... Yeah. Wrote a lot. I, I, it was crazy because there wasn't much else to do really.
0: <laughs> all yeah, my right.
1: kids moved home from LA and we were all hunkered down here and everybody was kind of doing the work from home thing. And I'm like, I'll just write. And I found it really hard to read. I couldn't concentrate mm. on reading. So it was kind of a combination of writing like crazy and then gardening, because, you know, that phase where we thought we wouldn't have grocery stores anymore. So yeah. it, was like, like, it was just crazy time. And, you know, it's, it's interesting to me, I think um, these kind of uh, tragedies and these, these kind of, I mean, it's still a tragedy still going on everywhere. And we're so fortunate in the US, but the, it, you know, it, it does help you reset and refocus what, you know, make sure you're, living the life of your dreams, make sure you're Mm -hmm. doing what you want to be doing. I've known since third grade that I wanted to be an author and this has always been my dream. So I was already doing it. And then the pandemic hit, I I knew I wanted to live at the beach and write books and Mm -hmm. I'm kind of doing that, which is awesome and such a blessing. But I do think like pandemic is a huge shift when we went through the real estate crisis and the almost lost everything in the business. That was a huge, you know, so there are these times in your life where you have the, choice to like, I guess, give up or keep going. And to me, it's really not a choice. You just keep plowing through
0: yeah, <laughs> and yeah. find the next thing. Okay. So let's, let's get tactical with this because um, th- what what you're saying resonates with me, right? So I, I was in the corporate world for, um, you know, 12 years and I had this dream to help writers. You know, I really wanted to serve people who want to be storytellers. And, and I, you know, it took a lot. I had to work with the coaches. You get the idea it was a lot. And so it really resonates with me what you're what you're saying, having experience with it. But I think there's probably a lot of people who are listening to this who are going to hear what you're saying, like live the life of your dreams. Mm-hmm. And their dream is going to be to tell stories, is to write books and tell stories, yeah. maybe even sell those books. Maybe even make some money from those books, right? Like imagine that. Right. And so, and so I think the first inclination of a lot of people might be like, that sounds great. But how do I actually do that? Like, what, yeah. <laughs> like, how do I actually take a step towards that and have it not just be a concept, have it be something really tangible and practical? And like, how would you respond to that?
1: Well, I, I think there's two sides of this there's the business side of being a writer. And to me, it's very similar to being an entrepreneur. And so I wrote a nonfiction book for women entrepreneurs called mm-hmm. Real You Incorporated. Eight essentials for women entrepreneurs. It actually applies for men as well, but I was in my marketing (laughs) to women phase and I really thought that they needed to have some attention. So, anyway, but um, so I took those principles and put it into a guidebook um, that's downloadable for free on my website for authors. And that's kind of the branding side. So, when you're, when you want to become an author, you are an author. You're a lot of times authors make the mistake of making their next book their brand as opposed to having an underlying brand that supports what they're writing. So when you read my tagline, um, I mean, that is whether I was writing romance or women's fiction or now domestic suspense. I mean, Mm -hmm. they all kind of, that's what interests me. And it kind of goes back to making sure you know what your passions are. So my process that you can find in the download or also in my book, it's an eight step process. And it starts with you, like figuring out who you are and, and how, what your passions are and how you use those passions to create your brand in the world on the writing side of the thing, you just have to sit down and write.
0: <laughs> That's, yeah, like yeah. to
1: me, that is the biggest. I, ha- I have a friend, um, we lived in Malibu for a while when we first moved from Ohio out here. And she has been wanting to write a book since I met her. <laughs> that was like <laughs> 12 years now. I'm like, you got to just sit down and write. She's too afraid to start. And you know you don't have to show your first draft to anybody. You don't have to you know, there's no, there's a lot of, I guess, self-judgment and and stuff that you need to get yourself out of the way and just sit down, whether it's with pen and paper or your computer and just start, because that's literally, if you don't start, you won't finish. If you don't yeah. finish, you don't have a book. So that's kind of the two sides, but I think know who you are and what you're bringing to the table. That's maybe unique and in your personal brand and bring that to life as a business brand for your novel writing or your nonfiction writing. And then, Similarly, just get going.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that, that's a great that's a great pivot. One of the big topics, we have a um, kind of community of writers, um, like a private site. And one of the big topics that's come up recently in a lot of our calls has been how to juggle writing with a full-time life. You know, oh, yeah. and so you know, when I read that you had four 20 something year old children and had done all this stuff in your life, I did the math and I thought you probably had four very young children at some point as well. Um, Uh And so you have, you know, this full family life, you have businesses, you're starting, you're writing books. Um, How did you, how did you manage that? How did you balance that? What can people learn kind of from your experience that maybe they could apply to their life?
1: I mean, I always say it's healthy to have a side hustle, right? You need to, you need to make money and earn a living, but you also, I mean, very few people have their first novel become the number one New York times bestseller. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, to me, if you have a passion for this business, if you have a passion for doing this dream, then you could you find the time to do it. So for me personally, it was always at night after we got the kids. Yeah, we had four kids in five years. So we oh, my. oh <laughs> busy. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, because oh you have little people, so you know it's, um, yeah. So it's hard to find that time out. But again, if you know that this is your passion and this is what you want to do, then you make the time. I mean, similarly, I think you also, learn. So I took um, UCLA extension courses online when I could, you know, just to kind of hone my craft. I did the New York um, writer's workshop and then went to writer's conferences whenever possible. So all those things that kind of feel indulgent maybe to you, because you've got to carve time away from your family and your business. If you want to do this, that's kind of, you got to be in the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you find that there was anything, you had to learn kind of as you, as you like juggled more responsibility with, like I said, work or family or, you know, spouses, relationships, whatever it might be passions. Maybe like some of us have something outside of writing. That's also kind of fun to do. Like, I'm always like, oh yeah, people do fun stuff. That's interesting. Um, but, but what, what did you learn that really helped you? Right. So, so did you have to learn how to like shut the TV off or did you have to learn how to like manage your time or learn how to like, you know, people use like the discipline world. Be disciplined to not, you know, X, Y, Z. Like, what was it opened up? Kind of those those work good working habits for you.
1: I think I just um, I I had like a workaholic dad figure in my life, and <laughs> you know, like yeah. I think there's just certain traits that you are born with. And I mean, to me, making time to to write hasn't isn't work. It's fun. So I yeah. look forward to it. So I think again, if it goes back to this is something that you're passionate about and you want to do it, you'll make the time for it. If you're not, then you're not passionate about it.
0: Yeah. Right. 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 So um, let's, let's kind of talk about what what your writing life looks like now. So obviously, you know, still a lot going on. A um, lot of cooks in the kitchen, you know, a lot of things to be, to be doing with your life. What yeah. is like a typical, what does your typical writing life or writing day look like today or yesterday or whatever it might be?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's fun having a book out because it kind of shifts things for a little bit. Sure, so I've been sure. enjoying, I had um, my last book, um, The Favorite Daughter came out two years ago in hardcover, and then the paperback was supposed to come out last year and then pandemic. Right. So I had really nothing to promote last year, which gave me apparently a lot of time to write. So <laughs> that's really what I was doing. So this time, I mean, I do enjoy the marketing side of, of this mm-hmm. uh career too. And so, and talking to people and not just being in my office all day, writing is fun for me too. So anyway, so right now I'm kind of in between, I have a book out on submission. My agents have it and have submitted it. So we're waiting to hear hopefully the publisher likes it. So we'll hear about that. And then um, I have another book coming out in January because like I said, it was very busy during the pandemic. So they like, you know, so my writing life right now is suffering because I'm marketing, but yeah. I also have learned that we have to be kind to our muses. And so she, even though like for a long time, I have this like, oh, I got to produce, I got to produce or else, you yeah, know, just yeah. kind of, I'm trying to be a little softer to her. And so my writing world, the last, well, we just got back from Napa. We drove up there and for my birthday. So I haven't written for like five days, which is a little itchy feeling to me, but um, usually I'll start in the afternoon. I'm an afternoon writer. Mm-hmm. I'm also a pantser. So that means writing by the seat of your pants, as you know, my agents are trying to teach me how to be a non cancer <laughs> And they're like, we would love to yeah. know where you're going before you go there. So we're, we're working on that. So I might be lightly outlining my next book for them just so they can say, okay, go ahead, go forth yeah, yeah, and yeah, write. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I love, and I love, I probably because I train myself to write at night after the kids were in bed. That's, I love, I could write all night if, if I'm flowing and the characters are flowing and, and my husband's like, are you ever coming down? Because <laughs> my office is upstairs. And yeah, so that's like that's a really fun day if I start writing by like one or two and then it becomes all, all of a sudden like seven or eight and it's just been going, it's so fun.
0: Oh, that's so, it, you are one of the few authors I've interviewed who are afternoon writers. That, that mm-hmm. is a very small, like if I had to really like super broad strokes, let's just say I've interviewed- um, you know, in events and all, of, let's just say a hundred, right? It's over that, but let's yeah. just say a hundred authors. Um, like eighty percent of them, right, in the morning. Um, yeah, there's now, like
1: five a.m. groups and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And that's me, right? I wake up right. at five. I wake up before five every morning, and that's my time before. I have I have younger kids. My my daughters, luckily, will never be twenty somethings. Like they'll always be little children. Like they they won't grow up, <laughs> right. which is, which is that's the good nice news for them. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, really yeah, nice to, good good to do that for you. Which <laughs> is the good news, yeah. Um but yeah i i i think probably 80% write in the morning at some time um 19 of them write uh in the night like late at night and then you are now the first afternoon writer i have i have in my memory i can i can think of um, oh, that's great yeah that's super that's that's um super interesting do do you find one of the things we talk about a lot is like in your natural energy cycles kind of when you're creatively mm-hmm. most alive and physically you have the most energy um, you know, like some people, they wake up and they're like, I'm dead to the world. Other people like exactly. me, you know, at nine o'clock, I'm like, put me to bed, <laughs> you know? So, so do you, do, so do you feel like that that's kind of like your peak energy times? Is that why you pick that, that kind of slot? I do.
1: I've do. i always um, spent, like, I'm not a morning person. I'm a night owl. So I've always spent the, uh, I guess I would say the mornings since I've been doing the novel um, business <laughs> for a while, i yeah. um, doing the marketing part. So, um, returning okay. emails, doing all of that kind of stuff, um, writing blurbs for other people, that kind of thing. And then, yeah. And then I slowly wake up, like I'll do yoga or Pilates or something and like gearing up and then I love lunch. I love a big, <laughs> a big lunch. <laughs> so i eat lunch and then boom. Yeah, I'm ready.
0: Cause oh, everything, like all the tasks are kind of out of the way and yeah. Oh, interesting. So, so, so once you get them done, then, then you can kind of like slide into that, like creative Zone. Yeah. And not yeah, even look is. at
1: email and right. probably not see any of that. And I mean, it's very much easier now that the kids are out and out and doing their own thing, because yeah. obviously then when you do have kids at home, they come home in the middle of the afternoon. So right. that's tough. You have to like, hey, irk, and then yeah. go back at night.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. This is, yes, this yes. is true. Um, th- Yes. True. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, so, so typical writing days is, is like one o'clock on um, before that you said you were doing marketing and what we don't really talk about marketing that much on the show. Like, you know, we talk a lot about process. We talk about like how people create, marketing has been really underserved um, and it's something you love. So, so let's just kind of dive yeah. into that. Like what is it about marketing you love? And I think it'd probably be good to just even start a really high level. Like what even goes into marketing when you're an author? Cause for a lot of writers, the idea of doing marketing is like, you know, Mails, like, yeah, they, like the yeah. idea of promoting themselves and being right. like putting their face out there is terrifying. So, so let's, let's start with just talking about like what goes into marketing in general for, for, for an author like yourself? Author. Yeah. Well, yeah. I
1: mean, I would say that marketing is everything and learning how to market yourself and your book is the key to uh, success. I, I mean, in uh, in addition to a good novel that you've written, but I mean, you just have to put yourself out there. It's really uncomfortable. I learned that the hard way when I wrote my nonfiction book, because I, one, didn't ever imagine writing a business book, but uh, two, I was, you know, doing all this marketing and and teaching across the country. And so it actually, uh, the American marketing association said, oh, can you write us a book about how you teach branding for entrepreneurs? Like sure, so I did this whole outline, and then I'm like, wait, I could probably sell this, so I <laughs> sold it on the same day to an agent and a publisher. You're not supposed to do that, I know, but anyway, <laughs> so I end up with this uh, nonfiction book, and the way to sell a nonfiction book is by platform and speaking engagements. So all of a sudden, wow. you're just boom. I'm like, no, I wrote everything I want to tell you in the book. <laughs> Read the book, you know. So anyway, I, I guess I learned the hard way that marketing is very important to this career, just like it was in every other field that I was. And so bottom line is what I said at the very beginning is where when we were talking about your personal brand, you need to know what your brand is, what you like to write about, kind of your genre, who else is in that genre, all of that that you would put together when you're trying to get an agent, all of that you need to know, in my opinion, before you even start trying to sell a book and I went, I've been (laughs) self-published, hybrid published. Um, Let's see what I like any type of publishing I've done it. Small press, big traditional, now I'm with Amazon publishing. So it's, it's, I've done everything. And I think that really helps too, because if you are self-published or small press published, you have to know what algorithms mean. You have to know keywords. You have to know all those things that will make your book searchable in an online world. You have to know all the gosh, all the different marketing sites that help propel your ebook. You, I mean, you just need to know yeah. that whole world. So it is, it, I know it sounds terrible, but it's really fun. Once you start learning it and, and make your brain focus on the business side of this world. Yeah. It's a business. It yeah. is. You, if you want to make a living and do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people feel, um, uncomfortable, with the idea of like self-promotion there's something about it that they, I, I sense this too when i started um how writers write um about a year and a half ago i remember all of a sudden seeing my face on <laughs> things and then um seeing other people mention stuff about me like i would just be you know on twitter I'd be like give an alert and i'd see something somebody had like tweeted me and i was right. like huh, that's a weird thing and it took a long time to get to, to get used to Um, But, but I think a lot of people, what you said is really important. A lot of people look at it as being expendable. Like it's a nice to have Um, and and kind of in our digital world, especially in a world, if you're going to be doing self-publishing, the idea of, of building a platform and being able to communicate with people who want to read your book, right? It's not, it's not the same type of marketing. If people are like, I want this, you know, is, is a very different skill. So, so what are, what are like tactically some of the things that you've, you have learned or you have done? that you feel like have made a big outside of kind of knowing your, your personal brand and so forth. Like what are some of the things that you've learned are really important in this like marketing journey for you?
1: Well, I'll say that if you don't define your brand for yourself, others will define it for you. So that's really your choice. Like you have, you have two choices and your um, headshot and your book cover (laughs) are the two most important things because that we live in an online Social media world, so you need to control those things. Those two things, I mean, have input. You have varying degrees of input depending on the what type of publishing you choose to do. So, you know, in a traditional publishing world, they're like, "Here's your, <laughs> here's your cover." But then when you're doing self-publishing, you you can kind of create it, it's yeah all of that. So I'd say it's I, I would what is that like your package, your packaging, Mm -hmm. and being able to, tactically speaking, knowing your keywords, knowing your genre, knowing who writes the same things as you do, knowing kind of your SWOT analysis of, you know, what it is that you do and where your story lies. Because even though it's a a novel for me, okay, I write um, domestic suspense and there seems to be a thousand books coming out with wife in the title. So I just wrote yeah, right. a roundup piece for Crime Reads about this. And I'm like, okay, there's the lonely wife. <laughs> my book's called The Next Wife. There's a wife upstairs. There's a wife downstairs. <laughs> there's the wife. Between. Right. I mean, there's every title you can find. And so how is your book? How are you and your book going to stand out? And what is it that is your secret sauce? And how do you, how do you explain that on Twitter?
0: Right. And
1: so my book and my booklet that's on my website will encourage you to have your words defined. These are the words that define me. Mm. And these are the words that define my book.
0: And so right now,
1: I mean, my my books that I like to write have dark humor in them. And it's kind of a unique characteristic. So to both scare you and make you laugh is something I want to
0: do (laughs) when you read my books. How long did it take you to, like, figure that out? You know, for new writers, I mean, like, how much of that, how much that do you have to, like, write your way into and kind of live your way into as compared to, just kind of intuitively getting it.
1: Well, I think you need to know it because you have to have a website. So you got to right. say something about yourself I and mean, you need a URL. So right, who right. are you and why would I want to read your books? And I mean, I think that begins at the beginning of when you want to start selling a book it doesn't mm-hmm. have to happen if you're actually in the process of writing a book but I, I'm a product of the suburbs I knew I was going to write about suburban people behaving yeah. badly and so I've, I've just been fascinated by that and so literally in my romance novels and <laughs> my women's fiction and now in domestic suspense I just kept getting darker and darker as I progress it's always the same thing behind closed doors of seemingly perfect lives or beneath the surface and that's it's that to me is because my background's marketing, I suppose that to me is just an obvious essential. You have to know what you are writing about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so, um, it's, it's so, it's so interesting. I've I've had some conversations, kind of this idea of having, um, like your core theme and and kind of what people can, yeah. What, what people Mm -hmm. can expect from you. Um, You are a product.
1: Yes. I I was
0: just going to say that. I was just going to say something very similar, which is, which is, I think a big shift. A lot of writers have, you know, a lot of us look at writing as being this kind of creative expression as this art form, as this thing that is kind of like this overflow of our spirits onto the page. And and in a lot of ways it is right. A lot of ways that is actually what happens. Um, For those people who also want to say, you know, I want to try and make some money from this. I I might want to have a career as a writer. And that's not for everybody, right? That doesn't mean you yeah. should say that. It's just if you are somebody who wants to do that, I think a big thing that that sooner, definitely sooner rather than later, to wrap your head around is this idea of your, your brand, your personal brand of who you are, what you're going to write for. Um, because I, I hate to say this, but it is true. Books are products, right? Like yeah. it's a product. You're, you're selling a product on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're a product. And you are a product. Because, right, right.
1: I mean, we all are. And like I said earlier, you can either define yourself or let other people define you for you. And when you go to submit your proposal in nonfiction or your manuscript to an agent and you're trying to query, they're going to Google you. Yeah. <laughs> right. What is going to come up. Right. right so right. you want to control the narrative, much like you want to control your characters, even when they want to run wild. Like you are googleable i mean you should be and you should have a compelling website that tells your story so that when me as a literary agent looks you up i mean i understand it's different for like different classes of commercial fiction but you still need a presence you just do
0: yeah yeah it's kind of it's kind of like the times we live in you know such a digital first environment where Mm -hmm. um digital identity is is critical it is Uh, really important yeah um Okay. So, so I I just have one more, one more quick question. Sure. And then we're going to get into our final five. We're close, but I got one left for you. So I have a question for you, which is, um, we've only been speaking for about half an hour, right? Um, so I don't know you very well, but in this half an hour, one of the things I've sensed is you have just this indomitable spirit. I I mean, I mean, you have like a never say die (laughs) attitude and I love it. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I'm an Enneagram eight. So I just, I love that, that, that energy. You know what I mean? I'm like, yes. Um, (laughs) but along the way, along the way, so through all these travels and, and writing books and, and, you know, having, having all these responsibilities and starting companies and all the things, did you ever feel like there was a moment that you were just like, I'm going to give up on this dream of writing. I, I, I am not a writer. It's not for me. I'm not going to write stories or tell novels. Did that ever happen for you?
1: I'm, trying, I'm looking at my um, my little note that I always have taped up here. And now it must just slip down, which is kind of terrifying. But I have this note taped up and it's... Um, I said this to myself, it's your story. You've got this. And mm-hmm. as you were asking the question and I, I read that when I'm writing and I get stuck on something or like, you know, I get frustrated in that frustrating part and I'm like, ah, this is not going to go anywhere. It's terrible. Yeah. So I, I do. I remind myself, it's your story. You've got this. Cause only you can tell that story and this is your story. Go, just keep going. So I think, yeah, there's that um, spirit to keep going, but also you always need to remind yourself that. And on the flip side, (laughs) you have, like I said at the beginning, you have one life to live and it is your story. This life is your story and what you make of it is yours and your choices. So, I mean, yeah, there's tons of you know, rejection in this career field. I'm like, I have like stacks of all that through yeah. the years. And, you know, when when the good times hit, that's the other thing you've got to like really remember to cherish that time. Like right now, the next wife's doing really well, knock yeah. wood. So, yeah. you know, it's so fun to see, I, I like imagine her having a, the covers, this woman with the sunglasses and big red lips. And I imagine her having really long red fingernails and she just clawing onto the bestseller list. <laughs> Please, <laughs> let me stay, let me stay. But, um, you know, as long as she stays, it's great. It's a blessing and yeah, she'll eventually slip down and, you know, go away. But, you know, that's, that's the thing it is. It's all about persistence. It's all about if you want something bad enough, you can make it happen. That's the only way it will. So yeah. I tell my, my son, my youngest is a singer songwriter. And so, you know, he's in his early twenties and he's, you know, going through this right now and yeah. it's such an easy field, right? I see your guitar back yeah, there. No problem.
0: Yeah. <laughs> PCK, I, it's, yeah. It's a, yeah it's, it's a ukulele and I don't play. Oh, so it? It's not even me. Yeah. It's not even me. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah.
1: he's, uh, he signed with Sony finally, and okay. he's got to deal with a for his artistry, but it's still, you know, it's like every day you, you can give into the rejection or you yeah. can keep going.
0: Yeah that's kind of like the writing life in a nutshell in a yep. lot of ways you can either give in to the rejection and dejection mm-hmm. <laughs> you know or 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 push through it a little bit um yep. and that's not to make light of how difficult it is at times and, and how emotionally stressful it is it, oh, it, that is yeah. not at all to diminish some of the feelings and and heartbreak that accompany this life but Oftentimes, when you when you kind of start to distill things, they do start to kind of come down to like a, an either or decision, you know, and it kind of sucks, you know, because we want there to be gray, but it's kind of like either you give in or you keep going. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of gray in the writing life. You just either keep going or, or you say this isn't for me. You know.
1: With the caveat being to be kind to your muse. Yeah, and if right. it, you know, just don't beat yourself up. If you're not feeling it that day, don't force yourself to write because right. you can tell when you're forcing things. It's not, you know, so I think, I think just to be gentle and kind to yourself is also yeah. a really important part of the creative life. Yeah, I love
0: that. I love that. Okay. Well, here we are. Um, It is now time for me to wrap up our podcast. And I do this <laughs> by asking you the final five questions. So I ask these. Same questions to every single guest on the podcast. Right. Um, it used to be three, and then it became four, and now it's been five for a long time. It's been five for like probably close to a year. So, we're gonna settle on five. I like these, um, okay. and I do this for two reasons. The first one is I just love the answers personally. I think they're fun, and it's my show, so I get to do what I want. And then the second reason is um, my hope is that as people listen to this, you realize nobody creates the same. Everyone's answers are different, and as a writer. The whole point of this show is to encourage you and inspire you, maybe give you some tips and ideas of how to find a way to put words on the page. That is what this whole show is about. There's no alternative meeting here. And I think these answers really show that. It really shows that every single person's got to figure it out. So with that said, we're going to dive into this with question number one, which is, what is the one word that best describes you? Persistence. Persistence. I love it. (laughs) That is the one word. I've heard that a couple of times. Th- I feel like there is there is a trend of writers of that word persistence that has a lot of power in it. Um, I've, I've heard that. That is the one word that's come up with that, with that answer. So, And I can <laughs> see that in you. <laughs> okay, question number two is you had to pick a spirit book, right? So this is a book that like if you died and you got to be reincarnated as a book, you're like this book best embodies me. It's like... This is the book I'd want to be reincarnated. Reincarnated as, what book would it be?
1: And you know that's tough, of course. Oh, right. Yeah, that's just ridiculously tough. But I would, right at this moment, I would tell you, um, "A Gift from the Sea" by Anne Morrow Lindbergh. That's kind of my go-to. It's also, I mean, she had a very tough life, and um, her whole uh, theme, if you read her memoir, is about persistence.
0: Okay. Beautiful. I've never read that. So now, like, I feel yeah. like I keep getting like TBR every, you know, I do, you know, one or two of these a week. And I feel like I, I keep right. my, my to be read list just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Cause I hear these all great, all these great recommendations. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Uh, question number three, is there a specific tool? So it can be anything at all, software, pencil, chair, coffee, tea, wine, cigarettes, whatever that you absolutely must have to write.
1: My laptop. Like oh. I find I cannot write handwrite anymore. It's
0: ridiculous. So yeah. I think a lot of us have succumbed yes. to that. The
1: whole pencil, pen thing yes. is just yeah. I'm like, did I write that? What did I even say?
0: Yeah. <laughs> pencil. I, I, I know um in our in our membership community, I know there's there's a couple of people who who write by hand. And I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's an amazing it thing, you know. Um, and sometimes I'll write by hand, like if I'm stuck on a scene, sometimes getting a piece of paper out and writing it by hand cause you just go slow, you go a little bit more slowly, you know, you're not kind of digitally connected. There there is a little bit that can open up. Um, but I always commend people who can write, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80,000 words by hand. I mean, my hand would be, you know, carpal tunnel.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That'd be tough. Anyways. Okay. Question number four, how do you deal with the constant ups and downs of the writing life?
1: Yeah. See answer number one
0: persistence, persistence. Yeah, right, right? right
1: yeah yeah i think it has to be that or else you would i mean gosh it, it it can be very disheartening because you're putting your essence into a story that you love hopefully by the end of it and then someone says oh this isn't good enough or this is, doesn't yeah. really fit what we're looking for you know there's, it's so subjective
0: and yeah. yeah yeah totally okay last question yeah if you could give one piece of advice to new writers out there, what would it be? Just write. Just write.
1: Sit down and write and don't doubt yourself. <laughs> don't doubt what it's going to yeah. be because the more often you write and finish, the better you get. Like with each book, you get better. With each short story, you get better. Yeah. Just write.
0: Yeah, totally. That should be like a Nike slogan. Just write.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just write.
0: We should steal it, but we get sued in like 20 seconds. Su- Twenty right. seconds. Yeah, it'd be. It'd be we're immediate. not
1: really usually models of physical fitness. I mean, we're
0: couches,
1: <laughs> but I don't know if they'd want to feature us know.
0: in their speakers. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like the one that you relate to. You know, you're, you're. I'm like the couch potato. You're like, oh, I can see myself in that guy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah,
1: we're we're <laughs> very approachable in our yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. Um, thank you so much for your time. This, this has been such a fun interview. I, I just, um, I, I just love your spirit. I, I love um, your persistence. I mean, I I think that word just is just such a, you know, just having talked to you again for for just a short while, I can just, I can just see that in so much of your story. Um, before we go, where can people find you? Um, how can they download your amazing eight step guide? Like, and and we'll link to this in the show notes as well, but, um, kind of give people a heads up of where to find you online.
1: Sure. And um, thank you for having me, Brian. It's been really yeah. fun. Yeah. My yeah. website is okay. My name has a lot of vowels. So it's dot <laughs> com. That's where you'll find the guide and uh, more about me and my books. And I'm on social media, of course, because we yeah. need to be, um, you know, Instagram, uh, all the rest, okay. <laughs> Get just on my name.
0: Are, are and are you what do you have a main social platform like if someone is going to start somewhere you twitter instagram facebook i'm or, mostly
1: on instagram these days i mean i am on facebook i have care root books on facebook with a pretty um great group over there but if i'm doing stuff often it's usually instagram
0: yeah okay all right well Kara, thank you so much for your time this has been so great uh i appreciate it and um I I, I hope everyone who listens to this just gets a little ounce of your persistence. I I think the writing world would be a little bit stronger place from that. Thanks. I want to say thank you again to Kara for her time. If you haven't yet, please give us a rating and review. I saw somebody just post a review on iTunes that said they had listened to this podcast in totality three times three times and finally got along to leaving a review so thank you to that person for leaving the review but also if you've listened to this podcast in totality three times why don't you go ahead and leave us a review as well also check us out on instagram and facebook not really twitter but yeah i'm kind of there thank you so much for listening my friends and i hope you have a wonderful week of writing